Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. You said I'm a fraud. I have multiple personality disorder. I'm a lying bitch. You criticized my marriage. You criticized my business. Threatened to take a hit out on my family. Called me a trampoline with eyes. Y'all know the rest. Y'all, I'm back with part two of this episode, and it's time to talk Salt Lake City reunion, okay? But first, I want to encourage y'all to listen to the Clayton interview that he did over at Nick Vial's podcast, and then I want to talk about Beverly Hills. I haven't talked about those girls in, like, Two or so weeks, so I got, I gotta, I gotta catch up on Beverly Hills. We gotta talk about them. Couple things they're doing that annoy me, but overall, I'm still having a good time in Beverly Hills. Y'all, before you get into this episode, drop down to the bottom of your screen or the top if you're on Spotify and leave me a five star rating and review. You know we love those. It's your new episode of Reality and Comics too. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe or HBO's White Lotus or Euphoria. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Oh, look, it's me. I'm back with part two. Hello, everybody. See, I told y'all, just because I was late this week, and it wasn't my fault, blame the damn Arctic Blast, okay? Just because I was late this week don't mean that I want to go come plentifully, okay? I'm right back next day, whole new episode. Bitches is mad. I'm here, though, okay? Y'all, did y'all listen to that damn... Nick, I never know how to say his last name. Nick Vial, Vial, you know from The Bachelor, who got the little podcast, who always saying some ignorant ass shit that we all just need to forget. I don't know. Him and uh, Clayton. Clayton did an interview. Y'all know that whole Clayton Eckert drama with the girl that said that he was the baby daddy. Y'all just got... This, <laughs> this drama has had me like in a chokehold since it's been going on. For y'all that don't know, I, I wanna I, I might try to like find a YouTube video and link it down in the uh the in the, the show notes. Y'all can go and watch it if you have any interest, but it is over two hours. If you work from home like me, well I do three days a week and the other two, I'll be in office fighting for my motherfucking life. But uh if you're like me and you need like some stuff for the background to watch while you're working, put this interview on. This interview is over two hours and Clayton like the people on Reddit did a great job of like doing a you know doing deep dives and getting us like up to date coverage. Y'all know on Reddit they had the whole damn trial streaming, so it was it was a, a lot going on. But 
Clayton gave his account of everything from start to finish. Two hours gave uh, uh, DNA evidence, uh, 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 sonograms, emails, text messages. He, he would have skeeted on the damn napkin if y'all told him to. Like Clayton had all of the damn DNA. He he, he had all the stuff. Okay, this. Ooh, let me tell y'all something. Y'all got it. It was it was. It was mess on both sides of it. Clayton should have never got involved with her. She was a client of his. He, you know, he he does real estate now. He's gotten out of the reality TV game. He uh, does real estate. He slept with this woman who he shouldn't have slept with, and all this kind of stuff. Did immediately told her I don't want a relationship and all that kind of stuff. This woman has a history of like uh, going and telling men that she's pregnant and like she had, but like I listen. She has a way of like getting out of everything, though. Like it, the way this whole story unfolded was wild. Like he wanted one of those um, what's it called when you want a DNA test before the baby comes? Like well, I don't know the, like the technical name for it, but like he wanted to get one of those done. But then she came back a few weeks later and she was like, "I'm pregnant with twins, and they won't do it if you're carrying twins. They will only do it if it's one baby." Y'all, like she had, she was like nine steps ahead of him every time. It was wild please that, that whole two go listen to it the whole two and some change is absolutely worth it if i remember i'm gonna link it down in my show notes for y'all to go and watch that because wait for those of us that were following along with that saga anybody in bachelor nation anybody that knows clayton ecker for the few men listening that know him from the nfl because chat he he wasn't in there that damn long but if you know him from the nfl this is the mess that we love okay this the mess that we love, okay? So y'all going to listen to that. I, It's too much to even talk about. That man detailed everything that that woman did to him. Clayton was a damn fool going to court uh, trying to defend himself anyway. So them people, the, okay, let me just say this, then I'll move on. The people had to like, he had to get a GoFundMe going. Like the people on Reddit, they were following this story so closely that they got a uh, GoFundMe for him to raise money for a lawyer. Because at that point he was cash poor. He like he had money, but it was like tied up in real estate. And so like he had just bought a new house. He was excited about it, but no, he had like no cash on hand. So he was going to court representing himself. Like it was a mess okay but finally the people's raised some money for him he got some uh some lawyers to finally help him they was doing when lawyers got involved that's when stuff actually started you know going the way it was supposed to go but even still like niece was <laughs> they need to make a lifetime movie about this i'm gonna watch the hell out of it i don't know who gonna get the rights netflix uh, 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 stars, Showtime, Zeus, whoever get the rights to this, I'ma watch the dog fuck out of this movie. This gonna be a good ass movie. I don't know who gonna get the rights, but I can't wait to watch it. Before I jump into parts one and two of the Salt Lake City reunion, I want to touch on um Beverly Hills. I haven't talked about Beverly Hills in a couple of weeks. Look, I've been behind. Okay, the things have been thinging, so don't don't cry for me. I'm all right, but I, I want to touch on Beverly Hills, and I've missed two episodes, so. I'm only going to talk about the big things that happened. It was a lot of emotional stuff, a lot of crying. I like that I'm not touching on the crying shit, okay? Let's start with Erica versus Denise. The last time I talked about Beverly Hills was when, De uh, not Denise, child. What's the lady name? Dorit. When Dorit was doing just some some ignorant stuff, saying whatever I decided I asked, calling, uh, saying that Garcelle was attacking her, all this kind of stuff, and they ran her the fuck up out of Taco Tuesday. 
child that the rest of the women stayed around. They sat for a little piece of a minute. They were like, girl, what's going on with you? You know, nothing. How the kids doing? You know, they talking and talk. And then all of a sudden, uh, Denise Richards wanted to get it started, baby. She wanted to get it started. Soon as Dorit left, because Dorit, that was another one of the reasons why the fuck she got on. She said, you know what? Y'all ain't gonna quit beating me the fuck up. Y'all need to leave me alone. Dorit got the hell up out of there. Denise said, okay, let me tell you my issue with you, Erica. She tried to articulate it well, but it's the same old, same old of, uh, you know what you did. You did this. You were around my kids. You're very inappropriate. Let me tell you something. Erica cleared Denise with ease at Taco Tuesday. Denise came a little more prepared, I will say, than last time. Because last time it felt like, she, listen, I don't want to say it because I don't like throwing stuff out there like that. So I'm just saying allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. But it felt like Denise was under the influence of something that maybe wasn't necessarily just alcohol. I mean, they were at a weed dinner the last time they saw her, so... Maybe that was the case. I don't know, but it it just it, it didn't feel right. But she was in she was ever present, ever clear. She was in her right mind when she was ready to confront Erica this time. Denise came prepared, but Erica, whoo, she wasn't ready for Erica. Erica was no longer giving up ass whooping for Lent, okay? The most important takeaway was that Denise, you remember, she told Erica constantly, she said, go back and watch the show. Go back and watch the show. Just go back and watch the show. Go back and watch the show. Every time she talked about how she treated her, go back and watch the show. I don't need to tell you. Go back and watch the show. Baby, guess what? Erica left that dinner that night, that damn weed dinner. I guess some edibles had kicked in by the time she got home to uh, the place where Tom Girardi don't lay his head. And baby, she watched the show because she gave Denise a complete rundown of everything that happened, including Denise talking about Aaron's big dick at the dinner, including her talking about his big dick at the dinner. Remember, her whole thing was, you're doing all this inappropriate talking around my children. You're doing this and that, and I just can't believe you. And not only that, look, I love somebody to do their homework, okay? Erica didn't just watch that episode. Erica watched that episode and then watched the one after, bitch, okay? She said, look, I got you. I got this one. Then uh, the, the next time I saw you, when I showed up for coffee, me and you met, we apologized. We buried the hatchet. It was all good. I don't know why you bring this shit up four years ago that don't nobody remember. Baby, she had Denise's card. And when Denise didn't want to drop it, Baby, that OnlyFans got brought up, I don't know how many times. Denise Richards' daughter on OnlyFans, Sammy, uh, Denise charging $7 for pictures. And, ooh, it's a, baby, listen, it's, it's a lot, I fear, okay? They, they, got, they got a lot going on in Beverly Hills. And I know one thing, Denise asked, just been not my, girl, you might not want to show up no more. Because if that's the best you can do against Erica, you, you just might not want to. You might not want to do it, okay? <laughs> mess, 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 mess. The next kind of big thing that happened over the past couple episodes, Garcelle and Dorit finally meet up to hash things out. Now, do they actually hash things out? I, I don't know. If y'all delusional enough to believe that, then I'm going to let you believe it, okay? They start off, when I tell you, there was the longest, most awkward ass pause at the beginning of this lunch the, the garcelle didn't know what to say dorit didn't know what to say they both dorit like you want to look at the menu pick you up some food neither one of them knew what to do 
Dorit starts off well by saying, you know, I want to give you the opportunity to talk and I want to listen to you. And, you know, I I, I, I want you to feel heard because you say you've never felt heard before. And, you know, saying all the things that she read in whatever Maya Angelou book that she had read before that conversation, child. But that's as far as things went. That is as far as everything went. Garcelle laid it all out there and Dorit said, are you done? Because I want to defend myself and tell you how wrong you are about your feelings. Let me say that again, about how wrong you are about your feelings. Child, Dorit will never learn. And I don't understand at this point why we keep expecting her to. Garcelle said this lady was exhibiting unconscious Karen behavior. If this episode didn't already have a title, that's what I would have called this, okay? Unconscious Karen behavior. I just, I, you know, I don't know. Did this? I agree with everything Garcelle is saying because at this point, Dorit, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to pick a lane. You either gotta be the Karen of the show, the oblivious, obtuse, rich, obnoxious woman of the show, or you gotta go back to being when you first joined, I think, season six, Dorit. Now that Dorit, that's the Dorit we live for, okay? If you can bring that Dorit back, we'll love that, but... Child, this whole, I'm reading internet comments. I'm constantly getting sued. I don't know where my Beverly Beach swimsuit line is. I don't know about this, Dorit. But y'all know more than anything else. If you've been following me for a long time, if you remember the chaos polls on Instagram, you know I hollered when Garcelle brought up Dorit's mama's black best friend. Listen, that was an episode for the history books, Okay. I will never recover from Dorit telling that lady, no, I'm not, it's not only black people that work for me. Actually, my mom's best friend is black. Girl, what they got to do with anything? Garcelle said, congratulations. <laughs> happy birthday. You want a cookie? Why the fuck? Dorit is, I don't know where Dorit picks up this habit from because she actually does it in this episode. She would just throw something out there that is so irrelevant to the conversation that you like, girl, what, am, I, am I not... Maybe I'm wrong. Am I not talking about the right shit? What are we talking about here? Because then she goes right into the whole, they start talking and out of nowhere, Dorit blurts out, but you know I'm Jewish, right? Like in this situation, what did you being Jewish have to do with anything this lady is talking about? I don't get, it's almost like you saying you couldn't be a Karen because you were Jewish. I don't know if like, if that was her rationale for saying that, or if she was trying to say like, oh no, no, we both compete in the, the, the struggle Olympics or the oppression Olympics. I don't know. Dorit, I never understand where she's coming from. And you know what? A long time ago, I stopped trying. Okay. <laughs> we all know Dorit is aloof. We all know that Dorit is obtuse. We all know that Dorit is on an island by her damn self, okay? Now, do I think that Garcelle and Dorit will fix it eventually? Uh, no. <laughs> Especially not based on Dorit's online response when this episode came out. Actually, I think it was even before this episode had come out. Like, it, I don't know. Dorit, Dorit's being a weirdo, and she always has been, but she's really been increasing it thus far ever since Garcelle joined the show. It's like she doesn't know... 
how to act around a black person. It's like in her mind, she's constantly saying, okay, here's a black, here's a black, here's a black. Um, I, I had chitterlings last night. It's like, girl, no, you didn't. You did not eat no damn chitlings. And if you did, did you put hot sauce on them? Like, let me know. Like, stop it, Dorit. Like, you just, at this point, you just doing shit to do it. Like, I, I don't know. Garcelle tried to let it go. She said, we'll move on. We're okay. We had a good conversation. Fine. I'm willing to believe it. I will let y'all live and y'all go on about y'all business. But as soon as y'all talk about it at the reunion, it's going to come right back up and y'all going to hate each other. So I don't even know why y'all pretending. Bye. Now let's move on to this trip to oh hi you doing? I don't know what what is it called? Oh hi, wherever the hell they was, okay? For Anne Marie's birthday. I want to talk about Kyle randomly asking a group if they would ever date a woman. Listen, Kyle... If you want to click kitties, ain't nobody stopping you. As a matter of fact, we actually encouraging you. BBB, bump boxes, bitch, okay? It is clear watching this show that you're over Mauricio and everything that he has to offer. So get Morgan Wade, is that a name? Morgan Wade to strum that kitty like a guitar, okay? Ain't nothing wrong with that niece. Mauricio ass ain't nowhere to be found, no way. So get rid of his ass, drop his ass, take half in the divorce, and just sit up and lay with Morgan all damn day, okay? Portia won't mind. Her ass will be in school anyway, so you ain't got to worry about none of that. Look, Kyle, you need to try to date Garcelle. Garcelle says she's thought about dating a woman many times, and Garcelle would control Kyle the way that Kyle actually wants to be controlled. So you don't get with a Morgan Wade if you just, you know, you want to be uh, the dominant. I'm sorry, you don't. You get with her if you want to be the the uh, the submissive, okay? Fifty Shades of Grey. You want to be uh, child? What's the day name? Uh, I'll about to say Annalise, Dakota Jackson. Hell, y'all know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, I can see Garcelle and Kyle getting married. They really want to be friends anyway, but they like got too many other forces interfering with them. So I don't know if I see, I see, I see Garcelle and Kyle being lovers more than I see them being friends. So they might as well just go ahead and, and bump boxes and get it over with. Okay. Now I'd be here for that. Now that's, that'd be my favorite uh, couple on Bravo. Okay. Kyle messy ass with uh, Garcelle messier ass. That'd be some good shit. Okay. I'm here for it. The party that Kyle threw for her best friend, Lorraine, that passed away from suicide. Why the fuck is Mauricio not there? See, that's more suspect than anything, if you ask me. If there was any hope of reconciliation between these two, that I, at least in my mind, I would think that that would be the last morsel of hope that left that day. Like, there, there's absolutely none anymore. But you know what? You know who was front and center? Eating cow's cantaloupe, using them finger muscles to strum that guitar and to perform that song, Morgan Wade. I know that Morgan, you didn't want me over, baby. I'm rooting for y'all. I'm sorry, but the amount of time we've seen Morgan being there for Kyle and the amount of time we've seen Kyle gazing into Morgan's eyes, child, y'all go together real bad. Y'all go together real bad, okay? Mauricio ass out here dancing with the stars and introducing his dance partner to his parents and shit, but, uh, but I ain't got time to check on Kyle. I know you fucking lying. Not to mention, Kyle dropped that two-second bombshell this episode talking about uh, her having to get on Mauricio about responding to insta-thoughts online. I... Mauricio, you too damn old for this kind of shit. You too damn old for this kind of shit. And I know, because the amount of y'all to be online saying how fine Mauricio is, I already know that man be having an uh, inbox full of thotties. 
full of thought. Not that y'all are thotties, but full of thotties. Knowing that man is married and I'm just ready to, to give it all away for their little chance to be with the agency. They want to be on a Netflix show. They want to be selling Sunset. Child, y'all kills me. I guess so, though. I mean, if you, if, if, if you can make it happen, I know that's right. You know what? Y'all need to aspire to be Sweet Tea from Married to Medicine. Sweet Tea slid in her man DM. She said, Dr. Greg, I got what you need, baby. I got what you want, baby. Come get it. And you know what he did? He came and got it. I know that's right, Sweet Tea. I know that's right, Sweet Tea. You better inspire the girls. Before I say, before I jump over to uh, Salt Lake City, let me say this. Anne Marie. Let the mouse go. Let it go, boo-boo. Let it go. I'm so tired of talking about this damn esophagus. And see, unlike everybody else online, I'm actually not rooting against you. I'd love to see two black chocolatey queens out there in Beverly Hills, okay? I think you can be a great housewife. You're not afraid to have an opinion. you definitely not afraid to have an opinion. That's more than uh, Dorit asked can say. I think you would be great, but you got to learn how to let the mouse go. You got to, we, I think, oh, and y'all going to hate me for this. I think they should bring her back for a second season and they should let her grow. See, the problem with housewives nowadays is that production companies don't let these housewives grow into housewives. See, she could be a great housewife. She can do what she needed to do. Imagine if Anne Marie was around when Erica Jane was going through all this Tom Girardi shit. Her and Sudden, I bet her and Sudden would have been best damn friends then. They would have been tag teaming Erica's ass and it would have been good, okay? But we didn't get her in that situation. We got her talking about an esophagus. And look, I know she put out a whole video online talking about, you know, how people disrespect uh nurse, what is it called? Advanced nurse practitioners and all this, but I, look, I get it, sis. You went to college for all them years and them people trying to uh, reduce your damn degrees. I know we got too much damn student loan debt to be letting anybody reduce our damn knowledge, okay? So I get it. But sis, let the mouse go. Enough! Enough, okay? Enough. It's enough. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. If a hoe want a whole nigga, let it go. Ooh, let me see. <laughs> Ooh, let me stop, okay? Uh, Salt Lake City. For those of you that are constantly checking in on me about my health and wellness journey, I appreciate you. And I especially appreciate my friends over at Green Chef, the sponsor of this episode. Eating clean has never tasted so good. Y'all know I started working with a personal trainer last year and was oh so happy to find out that the clean meals offered by Green Chef would fit into my new way of eating effortlessly. With Green Chef, you can count on meals that are good for your taste buds, good for your body, and good for the planet. Green Chef offers unique farm fresh ingredients, organic whole fruits and veggies, and premium proteins. When I settled in at night to watch the latest Marvel movie streaming on demand or to watch whatever apocalyptic thriller that HBO has out, y'all know I love me some Pedro Pascal, I do so with one of those protein-packed options from Green Chef. There's nothing worse than being hungry while you're planning a zombie takeover, okay? Take it from me. I've never had a bad experience with any of the meals that I've made from Green Chef and I'm always looking to see what combination I'm gonna make for dinner next. Choosing Green Chef means choosing real, wholesome foods that don't just fill you up, but also support a healthy lifestyle. It's more than just satisfying hunger. It's about feeling good with every single bite. 
Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh, and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everybody. I love switching between the two brands, and now my listeners can enjoy both brands at a discount with me. Go to greenchef.com slash 60comics and use code 60comics to get 60% off, plus 20% off your next two months. Again, go to greenchef.com slash 60comics and use code 60comics to get 60% off, plus 20% off your next two months. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Y'all know when I get to talking about a reunion, I got to talk about the fashions first, okay? Let me kick it off with, I'ma just go from left to right, not right to left. I'm going from left to right, and I am ignoring Andy Cohen, okay? Um, Whitney was a chop for me from day one. I hated everything about this look. I didn't get it. It, it made the others look like they weren't in whatever theme they were trying to go with, and... I guess there's some kind of tonal theme here, but if I'm just looking at them, that one feels so out of place. It looks like a beach. It looks like some you, a, a cover-up you throw on on the beach when you're trying to run to the bathroom, and you like, well, I want to go up in there butt naked, child. It might be somebody up in there. Let me throw this little cover-up on, and then I could pit. You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about that. Uh, Meredith, I loved, and I loved it because it looked really demure in the pictures. I will say, everybody, I, you know, I didn't love all the looks at first. Everybody, including Angie K, it, well, everybody except Whitney, <laughs> but everybody else, I actually loved sitting down. So, like, I didn't mind Angie K at all. Plus, Angie K's ha- hair was laid for the gods, so I was here for it. Uh, Monica was the best overall, best everything for me. Makeup, hair, uh, dress, looked it real good. Heather, the my only critique of Heather, because Heather, I actually think this dress Looks very nice on you. Heather, you got to let this color go. I don't know what it is about this, like, tone that you always feel like you got to wear to a reunion. It's always this same, like, muted blush or light orange. Like, this 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 kind of color where it could really be skin tone if she get the blushing real bad. But I, I don't know. It's I don't it, it, it kind of, I want her to pop out with something. Like, I want all of the Salt Lake City girls to get them a real good stylist. Like, let Tanisha go. <laughs> I don't know why I brought Tanisha in. Tanisha ain't got nothing to do with this. Big T, I'm sorry, T, okay? Uh, Lisa Barlow, I hated her look at first because it looks like everything else that she always kind of wears in these settings. But sitting down, I didn't mind it at all. And her hair looks good. So good job, Lisa. And Angie K, I like yours too. Mary M. Cosby, this the listen. Aside from that scene that you shot with Monica during the season where you had that long asymmetrical bob, the bob was bayabbing, okay? This is the best you've ever looked at this reunion, except for that scene. Mary, you coming on up. I don't know who you got on your hair and your makeup and your uh your wardrobe now, but they doing what they need to do. Keep it up, Mary. I'm rooting for you. You doing a damn thing. All right, I'm going to talk about part one at a little bit of a higher level. I'm going to talk about part two in a little more in-depth just because that one is where we really got some meat and potatoes. Part one, they really just want to let each other know that they all hated each other, and I kind of love that for us. Uh, They got into being in Jen Shaw's shadow and how it kind of felt and the expectations about what is it going to be like filming this show now that Jen Shaw isn't around. 
And Heather was the only one that was willing to admit it. She was like, bitch, I was scared. I was nervous. We needed Mary Cosby back. Like, we didn't know what was going on. This lady been tricking and scamming and scheming all these damn years. And I ain't tell nobody that she punched me in my goddamn eye. Like, I've been keeping secrets and all that. So I'm looking dumb. They looking dumb. Bravo looking dumb. Like, we got to figure this out. And so she was the only one willing to admit that there was a big shadow that Jen Shaw casted. But thankfully, thankfully, this season went off a lot better than any of us expected. And we can actually stop talking about Jen Shaw because after this season, now that we've introduced Monica, she will no longer be relevant. They did Monica's intro and then they kind of jumped into, I, I don't know how they related these two things, but obviously the intern or the, the editor at Bravo thinks that Monica stole that lady ring too. Cause for some reason they used Monica's intro to talk about Lisa Barlow and that $60,000 ring. Monica made points, but Lisa, once she explained herself, it made a lot of sense too. See, the way it was coming across on camera, Lisa was making sure to constantly say, oh my God, my $60,000 ring. Oh wow, it was $60,000. Did you know John bought me this ring? It was $60,000. Bitch, I'm like the dad. It was $60,000. So it was like a whole thing. And so from Monica's point of view, and mine. It was more so about letting the audience know I'm that bitch. I got this money to spend on a $60,000 ring and you hoes is mad. That's what the, the big thing was. And so that's what Monica's point was. But Lisa said, no, my son almost died at some point. So uh, this ring, I don't know why they bought the ring, but this ring is to remind us that he's alive. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But she bought the ring and it was sentimental. And I said, oh, when she did it. So uh, good job. Let me tell you something. Angie and Monica, this could be a feud that uh, I could look forward to seeing in the future, okay? I don't know how, you know, Monica kind of blow with the wind, so I don't really know if <laughs> if she a whole, if everyone else agrees to drop, like, the animosity towards Monica. I don't see Angie carrying on something, but if Monica decides to beef with Angie, that'll be beneficial for both of them. Cause this whole bench warming ass bitch and all this kind of stuff that Monica was throwing out at her, that shit kind of tickled me. Okay. Let me tell you something. Meredith and Monica both kind of implied. And I think I was implying this too, like the first couple episodes, but they were implying that, uh, you know, Angie wasn't doing nothing. This ain't her show. It ain't got nothing to do with her. Like, all this kind of stuff. You bench warming. All it is. Angie kind of got it started this season. Like, this was the perfect cast. Last season, Angie worked my damn nerves. This season, I didn't know who the hell invited her back. But I'm here for this. This six-person cast right here kind of works. And for me to say that, and y'all know how I feel about Whitney, th that says a lot, okay? So... I, they they got to kind of follow up off Angie. I'm here for Angie now. Angie does what she needs to do amongst this group. And I think that if Angie's smart and if Monica's smart, see, Monica, this is what you do. You become besties with Mary. You already good with Mary, but become real good besties with her. Say that, you know, you're willing to take Lisa down for her and all like that. And then make next season you and Mary versus Lisa and Angie because they real close. Now, see, that'll be some shit right there. But, 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 because I think in order for you to really move forward with this, with this group, I think Whitney will forgive you. Honestly, I think it's going to be your first ticket in. Like when Nene had to do her apology tour, 
I, you know, she first went to Candy because she knew Candy ain't want to just really want to hold no grudges. Candy just kind of like, girl, whatever. I'm, I'm okay with it. It didn't take no money out of my pockets. It's whatever. What you got to do is go to Whitney. Whitney's been doing all of this, you know, spiritual healing, H-I-L-L-I-N-G. She's been doing all this spiritual healing. She, uh, you know, she needs storyline too. So I think if you use her and let her be the one to kind of like try to integrate you back into the group, that could work out for you. Heather is going to be your toughest sale, but, well, Lisa going to be your toughest sale. But I don't want you to get back good with Lisa. See, that's the thing. I think that it's beneficial for all of y'all if you and Lisa and you and Angie continue to beef. Get back good with Whitney. Get back good with Heather. Get on okay playing field with Meredith. If you can just get an understanding and make Meredith believe that you aren't the only one running that account. Even though I know Meredith, you know, she kind of... See, Meredith is in that boat too where, you know, she kind of used you as a pawn this season too. And you use her as one. So I think y'all can both just come to the table and say, look, we both kind of low down. And honestly, I love it. So let's just be friends, and then you have all them on your side, and then you have your guaranteed beef too. See, that's what you see. Boy, I be writing this shit. I'm telling. Listen, I need to go to. The, I'm gonna see if Carlos King go open up a school of reality TV producing. I'm ready to go. I'm gonna be a straight A student, baby. I know how to do this shit. I know how to do this shit, baby. Them producers are ooh, they shady because they spent a good portion of this reunion calling Monica out on every single lie she's told so far. The first one being, they, they kind of interrogated her about what her relationship was with Jen Shaw. And she's you know, like, oh, I work for her for free. I kind of just did whatever she needed done. Like, if she needed her laundry dropped off, if she needed some coffee, I went and got this for her. You know, she likes Lando Lakes and all. No, girl, like, you don't nobody believe that. Heather... Made sure before she played that audio, because Heather had Heather had all of the listen. Heather, you are the definition of receipts, proof, timelines, screenshots, fucking everything, and I love it. You be having your shit in order now, Big Tanisha. Oh, so let me stop calling her girl Big Tanisha. You know I put big. I'm from Memphis. We put big in front of everything. Okay, uh, Tanisha ass. Tanisha low down because she gave you all this shit. She was, is the king of Mad Day, but it came in handy for you, huh? Uh, she wanted to make sure. She was like, okay, so what you're saying is you had no intention. You were just Jen's friend. And you want to help her out. Monica like, yeah. Child, Heather played that audio. Monica clears day on tape saying, bitch, Kim Kardashian started as an assistant. What do you mean? Kim Kardashian started as an assistant. Ooh, they didn't caught you again, Monica. Just lying for no damn reason. Just lying. I ain't mad at you, but damn, Monica, just lying. And then we move on to lie number two. Oh, Monica, Monica. It's okay, don't lie your ass off, Monica. I love every lie. Monica said she never had any intentions of being on the show. She said that she emailed production at some point and said, your show sucks, the casting is terrible, your ratings suck, you need to cast me, a fiery Latina like me child she said that shit and it was like that's what you said did our show really suck baby uh, production pulled the receipts on monica's ass they pulled up the email that that lady actually sent it said and i quote reaching out in regards to your casting call would love more information on what needs to be done or how to move forward you guys need a feisty excommunicated latina on the show immediately i'm your girl 
Child, she might as well put a winky face after that shit. Monica, what you lying for, girl? You just, now that was just an oblivious lie just to lie. You know what? I love it. <laughs> That's what really sets social media ablaze because had you really emailed them folk and said, your show sucks, all this kind of stuff, and them people actually put you on it, that would have been some, I know Andy was looking like, who the fuck? hired this lady after she said all this after she read us for filth but no that's that's not what was said honestly darling it's okay it's okay they did a montage of literally everybody on the show beefing meredith versus whitney over that damn bathtub child meredith versus lisa you know meredith being the whore of new york and moving on you know all that kind of stuff lisa versus whitney uh lisa is selfish Whitney versus Heather. Heather, shut the fuck up, as Whitney said, interfering in Lisa and Whitney's friendship. This was the reunion of receipts, okay? Because Lisa Barlow, Lisa remembered exactly everything that she said in every scene, and them producers had no choice but to play them scenes exactly like they happened. See, in them 42 minutes that they have to make this TV show, they got to splice and pick and choose what they can put in. They were forcing them to put in these unseen footages, okay? Now, I don't know if that was just some peacock shit or it made it to Bravo like that, but this was the reunion of receipts, okay? See, that's one thing I actually respect about Meredith and Lisa. Y'all not, y'all not love me some Meredith. I don't know what it is, but Meredith Marks is my kind of housewife. That lady is so unnecessarily dramatic, such a damn, I don't even know when she was born, but if y'all told me Meredith Marks was a Virgo, I would believe that shit, okay? But that's one thing I really believe about them. Both of them, they'll pull some receipts out on your ass in a minute, okay? Speaking of receipts, Meredith versus Angie K. Meredith writing down every single thing that Angie K has ever said about her is hilarious to me because as a Virgo, same, sis, same. Meredith said, and I quote, <coughs> This season, at a minimum, have called me a fraud. I have multiple personality disorder. I am a lying bitch. You criticize my marriage. You criticize my business. You threaten to take a hit out on my family. Call me a trampoline with eyes, which Angie K, by the way, said was a compliment. Added that I've used my son to take the heat off myself for rumors that I did not spread, that I was going to get fired, which is why I started rumors about you, that you made me relevant, and that you threatened me in a cave. Brav fucking Bo Meredith. See, when I come to you and you accuse me of some shit, and I tell you, prove it. What did I say? This is what the fuck I mean, okay? Meredith went back through this season line for line, episode for episode, and she kept notes and tabulated on y'all asses, baby. And she didn't just stay to the show. No, she was pulling headlines. There was a headline that said, Angie K says Meredith Marks has multiple personality disorder. She was pulling headlines, listening to podcasts, child. She should have listened to a few more, so... She can see how damn boring the one her and her husband got is, but that's okay. She was listening to that, watching the show, uh, uh, pulling text messages, going through Reality Von T's old footages. Like, she was doing a whole lot. And Meredith, you know what? I truly respect it, okay? Let's move on to part two. Now, let's talk about Monica and her mammy for a minute, okay? We learned that her mama is actually the one 
that <laughs> she wanted to go on the Bermuda trip, but production wouldn't let her. Duh. She got mad, so Monica believes that she actually sabotaged it because she was jealous that she was going and uh, she couldn't. See, this theory makes a lot more sense once you couple it in with that leaked audio where uh, Monica's mom is cussing her out saying, you're not getting me enough screen time. You're not getting me enough screen time. What's going on? This is a mess. I need to be on camera some more. Once you couple in all that, I believe everything that girl's saying about her mom. I do. I'm sorry. She got mad, so she sabotaged it all. Remember, they ain't talked since this lady. Like, she ain't talked to this lady since they last filmed together. We need to put, let me tell you something. Now, don't take my idea, because I know y'all be listening to my podcast and stealing my ideas. Don't take my idea, okay? We need to put Monica Mama on a show with all the other reality TV mamas, okay? Put her on a show with Mama D from Love and Hip Hop. Damn it, you know what? As a matter of fact, put Mama D from The Real Housewives of Dallas on there, too. We'll have a Mama a Mama D off, okay? Jim Jones Mama from Love and Hip Hop. Uh, Pam and Lyrica G from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Uh, Yandy and Mendeecee's mama. Uh, throw Abby Lee Miller in there. She can be a friend of since she <laughs> sort of uh, Monica mama, not the only white adjacent lady child. I don't know. <laughs> and then she'll be okay. Now, that's a show right there. You know what? Throw Mama Joyce and the old lady gang on there, too. That's going to be about 13 cast members, but... As many uh, Beverly Hills housewives as y'all have at a time, y'all can handle this shit. Y'all can afford to pay these people. Speaking of mamas, let's talk about Monica's mama praying that she would become a housewife instead of Monica. If that wasn't the funniest shit in the world to me, I'm sorry. I know they was all dead serious and wow, oh my God, that shit tickled me, okay? Monica felt like she bombed her last audition to be a housewife, her last interview, and she went to her mom crying. So her mom was like, okay, wait, let's let's just pray about it. Let's take it to Jesus, okay? Let's give it over to God. You know, they say when praise goes up, blessings come down. So Monica, like, you know what? You right, you right. Bitch, her mama came to her as a woman and turned her attention to Jesus and said, Lord, if it ain't her, let it be me. And you know what? Same. Okay. I get it. Me and Kaya from the Bravo were black podcast. We talked about this as the episode was airing. This is how we roll. Okay. Bitch, if it can't be me, I want it to be you. Okay. When you get on, ba-boom, we both on. Okay. I'm not mad at one of us for getting it if the other one couldn't. Okay. We rooting for the other one. I'm, what Issa Rae say, I'm rooting for everybody black. I want all of us to get it. Okay. So if it can't be me, I want it to be you. See, Monica, what you should have did was got your mom in audition because the way she pulling all these stunts and tricks, she would have made a good housewife too now. I don't know if we need a mom and daughter on the same cast, but put ass over there with uh, Luann and them since y'all constantly trying to make them New York housewives work. You know what? Let me stop because every, I- <laughs> every time I touch this microphone, I wind up dragging them damn New York housewives. Let me stop. Ooh, baby. Now, as, as much as Monica's mama made me laugh, the next part had me in tears, and I'm so sorry to Monica if you listen to this. She's following me on Instagram. Shout out to Monica, okay? Monica is all right with me. I don't care what the rest of y'all say. That lady is okay with me. Baby, the biggest battle of the season, little did any of us know, was Monica with a flight of stairs. Baby, at Greek Easter, Monica had a fight with Angie K. I think she had just had a fight with her mama and she went to get her kids. And when she went to leave, 
baby, that flight of stairs tore her ass up. That flight of stairs turned her every which way but loose. That flight of stairs deboed that ass, okay? That, that flight of stairs whooped Monica ass, and that shit was funny to me. Baby, she fell so damn hard, one of her shoes came off. Do you know how fucking angry I would be if I, <laughs> if my goddamn shoe came off during the process of me rolling down some damn stairs? I'm sorry, but I have to sue everybody involved. I'm suing Angie K. I'm suing Sean and his little twinks all over the city. I'm suing Bravo, NBC, Universal. I'm suing Andrew Cohen. I'm suing Anderson Cooper. I'm suing Kelly Ripper. I'm suing Candy Burris. That lady ain't got nothing to do with Salt Lake City, but damn it, she will have something to do with it today. I'm suing everything, baby. By the time, uh... By the time I'm through with candy ass, it ain't gonna be called Blades. It's gonna be called Kendrick, okay? That's what the fuck it's gonna be. That lady fell down them damn steps so hard. That, you know how she, you know how you know she fell hard? She was mad as a motherfucker. She got up, she took the other shoe off, the one remaining shoe she had on, and she chunked that motherfucker. I know that's right. I, I'd be so goddamn mad. I'd sue everybody. In that bitch. I don't care if you was coming just for your kids to do the Easter egg hunt. Bitch, you getting sued too. I don't give a damn. Speaking of suing, <laughs> all of this led up to them bringing up the fact that Monica is suing people for money. And just say it's her M.O. They let a love to just uh, go and fall out somewhere and then get to suing motherfuckers. But the funniest part, the funniest part about this is that Meredith was catching strays when Monica snitched on her ass. Monica said, yeah, I threatened to sue you because Meredith said that if I wanted your house, let's get the house. Now, Meredith, you know you said that. I don't even know why you tried to deny that shit. That sounds like some shit you would say. The first thing Monica go do when she went in custody of that damn house is add a damn rail into them steps. I, I know that's what the fuck I would do. Matter of fact, put an elevator in that bitch because I wouldn't want to walk down another step if I fell as hard as Monica did coming down them steps. Ooh, I'm, I'm dizzy just thinking about it. We then finally, but briefly, touch on the fact that Heather and Monica are like actually engaged in a lawsuit right now. Now, the internet had me thinking, Beyonce's internet had me thinking that this was all over like some bot surgery and all that kind of stuff. But it seems like Heather just wanted, you remember in the finale, she talked about how like there was three Monicas in the system all with the same birthday and one of them had an outstanding debt and that it wasn't paid. It seems like she's just trying to get that money. But then Monica was like, oh hell no bitch, I'm suing your ass right back. So she filed some kind of countersuit on her ass and maybe maybe that's when she said, well, I Heather botched me up and I need to be on botched with uh <laughs> Adrian Maloof husband and uh and Heather DeBro husband. Maybe I need to go on there. I don't know. I, I listen. She the lady probably said you made me look like Jeff Lewis by the lips, so I don't want to. No, nah, don't nobody look like Jeff Lewis by the lips. Maybe Lisa Renner by the lips, but ain't nobody out here just looking like Jeff Lewis by the lips, child. Lisa Renner and Jeff Lewis, two of my a match made in hell. I don't ever need to see either one of them on my TV again. I don't understand how y'all love Jeff Lewis so much being on. I anyway. They have a conversation about Monica and all her damn names. Monica Darnell, Monica Fowler, Monica Garcia, and Monica Delgado. Child, apparently this was beef too because she asserts that Lisa Barlow said she used the name Monica Delgado when she was interviewing for the show just to make it seem like she was much more Latino than she actually was. 
Look, Lisa and Angie said that it was Jen Shaw that said that. Which, honestly, not even, like, defending them. That honestly sounds a lot more believable to me. I don't believe Monica sat up and heard Lisa say something like that. If anything, it was word of mouth. But I de if I had to think that, like, Jen said that instead, I would definitely believe that. Especially since Angie K was the one that said it first. Not even Lisa Barlow. So, I I believe it. I'm sorry. That was Jen. That was that was inmate six seven nine three seven zero. I believe that. I don't believe it was actually uh, Lisa that said it. But, uh, but speaking of Lisa Barlow though, Jack Barlow took a shirtless picture for his visa and they rejected him. Let me tell y'all something. I am Jack and Jack is me. Okay. I when I get this body all the way together. When I get listen, when I get this body done, give me some of them big Nene Leaks teeth. Give me uh 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 somebody rich to have on my arm. Give me a little piece of uh <laughs> five or six more things. It's over for you hoes, okay? It's over for you hoes, okay? I'm gonna be butt ball naked in every picture y'all see of me. I'm just I'm I'm Jack Barlow to the bullshit. I'm working with this damn personal trainer. About uh 2025, I'm gonna be down to Jack Barlow size. How about that? 2025, Jack Barlow size. 2025, Jack Barlow size. Don't be mad at me. Be mad at the game. Mary M. Cosby joins the group and she is staunchly Team Monica. I keep telling y'all, Mary will have to be in the fold next season if we want Monica back. And we do, okay? We want Monica back. Aside from her relationship with Monica, I really get a tickle out of the relationship between her and Angie K. I would actually love to see Mary and Angie K become friends, like closer friends next season. Angie K, I told y'all, was a chop for me initially, but Sis has really proven herself, no lie. Andy asks Mary who she likes in the group, and she says Angie K, Monica, and Meredith. Everybody else can go argue over top four. Heather is actually confused by this because she thought that her and Mary were on good terms. But Mary says that Heather talked real bad about that lady house, okay? She said, you came to my house, talking about I live in Whoville, talking about I, uh, it's Dr. Seuss over here, all this colorful-ass furniture. I mean, Heather didn't tell no lies, but she had to say that shit out loud, okay? You didn't have to say it out loud, Heather. You knew Mary was going to come out swinging. But Lisa makes it a point to say, okay, Mary, you can dish it, but you can't take it. You can say nasty things to us, but if we say anything back, then all of a sudden you don't want to talk to us. We're terrible people, yada, yada, yada. Mary rebuttals, and she says, I say everything to your face, which Andy Cohen actually echoes. She's like, I say it to your face. You say it in confessionals or online. None of you actually say it to my face, which I mean is true. They don't never they they don't have a smoke for Mary. Okay, I think they all are a little afraid of Mary. And I, I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I get it. Okay, I love me some Mary, but listen, child, you know that lady blocked me before the season even start. That's okay though. I'm over it. The section about Robert Jr. Lord hey have all different types of mercy mary i hollered okay but lord knows you gave a lot more information than we asked for andy asked how she knew robert jr was bad in bed and this is when we see some unseen footage of mary telling her makeup artist that she heard his wife yes his wife doing all this hooping and hollering in the bedroom and she told us she said look Stop that shit, sis. If he bad, you got to tell him. Don't be going on in that bedroom like you trying to get an EGOT, okay? You are not Viola Davis and ain't no Mormon 
cracking backs like that in Salt Lake City, okay? Now, look, is he Mormon? No, but y'all get the point, okay? Maybe in Nebraska, but not in Utah, okay? But then they pivoted to Mary and Whitney, and Mary still has nothing, absolutely nothing for Whitney's ass. She tried to apologize to Mary a few times, and Mary almost seemed receptive at one point, but I don't know how close we'll ever come to them actually becoming friends. That might be when hell freezes over, and at that point, Mary will be ruling. <laughs> Let me <laughs> I was about to make a bad joke. Let me not say that because Mary will hear this and then she'll really block my ass. She already got me blocked on Instagram. She gonna find me on Twitter and uh, TikTok and Stitch, whatever the hell else, YouTube. And she gonna block my ass on there. It's still my dream to get Mary on this podcast one day. Now, will she come? Hell no, but that's beside the point. Those predator comments were too much for Mary. And honestly, I wouldn't be quick to jump back into a relationship with some of these women either. When you turned a blind eye to Jen Shaw for two entire years, that lady, that lady had the feds outside of Heather's business in Heather's parking lot searching for this lady. This lady jumped out, told y'all her husband had a medical emergency and left and left, okay? Got y'all looking dumb for two years. Y'all believe in everything, but y'all had all this energy for Mary. So Mary, I get it, okay? A lot of people are trying to say they don't get it. I get it, Mary. Y'all, it's so much ghetto shit going on over here. Socks in the background snoring. Uh, 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 these people on my work computer uh, messaging me. This all kind of, I'm on my Mac right now, but they on my damn HP messaging me and shit. This too damn much, okay? <laughs> anyway, uh, Mary versus Mormonism. Child, Mary took me aback with this one because, well, ba actually, based on Heather's agreeing with everything she said, I have to believe that all of this is true, but I don't know. Mary called Whitney racist online, and when she was asked about it, she said she stands by it, but not because it's anything that Whitney's done to her. She said it's because of her being brought up in the Mormon religion. According to Mary, and basically everyone else on, you know, Whitney and Heather agree, and Lisa was child. Lisa was in denial, baby. Lisa's like, no, that's not you. Uh-uh. No, what? What you talking about? Child, according to Mary, Mormons believe that black people are cursed by the color of Cain, that they will be in a different heaven, and when they are in heaven, they're going to be to help, to help the, the pretty whites. Child, that's, that's what the people said, okay? Heather said Mormonism is steeped in racism and a lot of other bad things, but that they're actively trying to, like, she didn't say change their image, but they're actively working to be better, I guess she's trying to say. Child, if I have any followers that, okay, look, if you Mormon and you listening to this, some shit's already gone wrong in your life, okay? But if you are Mormon and you listening to this, I need y'all to drop some comments, send me an email, do something, because I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions about this very topic. I feel like this is the most loaded section of the reunion, and I want to know a lot more about this. Like, is this, because I know, you know, Heather, I think it was... Season one, season two, one of those. She talked about how she could never date black men because the church frowned upon, like, you know, the, the church would frown upon that. Ain't no, ain't no interracial dating over here, honey. So that's what they said. Now, I, I need to know a lot more about this, and that makes a lot more sense now because at first I was looking at Heather like, girl, what the fuck you talking about? But it seemed like it's true now. I don't know. 
Uh, Mary felt that the finale was a little bit much with the way that they treated Monica, but they started playing some audio. Child, listen, here's the one line where she said she had receipts, proof timelines, screenshots, fucking everything, okay? Of Monica allegedly calling Mary a dumb bitch. But this is where I this is where I kind of land on some of the uh, the receipts that are brought up at the reunion. We only get to hear like snippets and pieces of audio and it's only ever Monica talking. So we never get to hear like, I'm assuming Tanisha is where she got all this from. We never get to hear Tanisha's side of it. Uh, the other people involved in reality volunteers. Cause I, I honestly do. They're trying to say it's only Monica that was behind the account. I genuinely do believe it was at least three or four people running that damn account. And I think they all had different agendas. So I, I don't know if that's going to help Monica salvage a relationship with this group, but take solace in that, Heather, okay? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm not convinced based on that snippet that she was actually talking about Mary. I don't know. I know that she talked about, like, DMing Mary, but all the stuff before that, I, it's hard to believe that it was actually about Mary without actually hearing the whole audio. The way it was kind of chopped up, it makes me, th this is my theory. It makes me think that they want to turn her last ally against her so that she has absolutely zero chance of returning next season. Smart plan. I just think that Mary hates y'all more than she likes Monica. <laughs> so if she needs to stay good with Monica to get back at y'all, to get her little piece of get back, then that's what she going to do. And that's just, that it is what it is. Child, the next episode, they'll get into reality bun tees and Heather's black eye and all of that. But until then, we'll just have to wait. I'm enjoying this reunion so far. Monica got a mouth on her just like I do. And I love watching it, okay? Y'all, I've been Kendrick. That's been Salt Lake. That's been Garcelle and them over in Beverly Hills. Anna Marie, let the damn mouse go. Don't nobody care about no damn esophagus no more. Go listen to the Clayton interview, and I'll see ya! Oh, wow! You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at realitycomics2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.